So next up on Impact Live, more sustainability stories from across Prudential. Next up, the executive director of the Prudence Foundation, Mark Fancy, is going to be joining me in a conversation with Prue colleagues who have all volunteered for the foundation. We have Kirsty from the UK, Umu from Kenya, Ahmad from Indonesia and Tam from Thailand. But we'll start with Mark. Prudential Impact Live for every life, for every future. Hi, my name's Mark Fancy. I'm the executive director of Prudence Foundation, which is effectively the charitable arm of Prudential PLC. And we run programs across Asia and Africa, uh, based in Hong Kong. And I've been with the company since 2006 and running the foundation since 2013. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Umu, to you, please. Uh, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Hi, um, I'm Omu Mohammed. I'm the lead marketer at Prudential Kenya. I support the marketing and comms function under which CSI and ESG falls under. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Tam, what about you? Okay, so I'm Tam from Thailand. Uh, I'm a management associate. Right now, during my first rotation, I'm a data engineer. So in this data engineering team, so we'll be, we're doing this project where we try to centralize a single source of data for our Prudential Thailand. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Zaki, what about yourself? Uh, my name is Zaki. I'm from Indonesia. I'm working in facility management, where I maintain the company's facilities, manage the director, vehicle and drivers, and manage the company assets. Thanks. And, and finally, yourself, Kirsty. Hi, Ed. I'm Kirsty Ward. I'm the chief of IFRS 17 Delivery, basically running a large program within Group Finance. And I've been with the group for five years. Mark, can you tell us a little bit about Prudence, what Prudence does, what its function is, and how it's linked to Prudential's sustainability strategy? Yeah, sure. So Prudence Foundation, essentially, we have a clear strategy on running programs that help address social issues across our regions that are relevant and that are aligned to a strategy that focuses on financial education and inclusion, health and safety protection, and climate adaptation. And that, and that kind of blends and leads itself into supporting the overarching ESG framework of the company, uh, in particularly focusing on an accessible health and financial protection. And within that, we're the kind of building resilient communities piece of that and sort of leveraging the DNA of a life insurance and asset management company. We try and focus on issues and address issues that build resilience in communities and help them before events might happen. So that could be in disasters. That could be in educating people on finance, so that, that you know, which is a big gap in the world, uh, or it could be looking at health risks associated in the line to climate change, uh, and then trying to address those issues prior to the events happening. In a nutshell, fantastic. Thank you very much. And can you give us a broad overview of the volunteer program? Yeah, sure. So the volunteer program was something that we it actually started in two thousand and nine, following an earthquake in Padang, Sumatra, Indonesia where Prudential was hosting, sadly, an agency event, and everyone died who attended that event, including staff, agents, and potential agents. And a couple of us were sent sent over with the Indonesian team to, to sort of deal with the ramifications of that. And I was looking at supporting the community in sort of community CSR work, in disaster relief or recovery work. And we came across, um, through some partnerships, a village that had been completely devastated. And obviously, we'd agreed to refund the rebuilding of that village. But whilst there, it was very clear that if we could get some sort of people on the ground, it would help the community a huge amount. So we had old women 
picking up bricks who were 86 that had lost their husband and lost their children. And they were trying to keep the remaining bricks that were intact so that they could rebuild their homes because they didn't have much money. And that was the genesis of actually creating a regional volunteering program. I mean, we spoke to the company, we said, look, if we could get volunteers from different countries to come together and stand side by side with one of our communities at a time of need, where the work is actually very beneficial, you know, would that be okay? And, 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 you know, grateful to the company, they agreed to that. And that was the first, that was the first volunteering effort. And since then, we've tried to continue to do that twice a year, often around the sort of back end of a, of a natural disaster. We don't wish that to happen, but that's obviously where there's a need. And it means the foundation can fund a recovery program, but we can also engage our staff as volunteers to help actually support um, for a week at, at least um, a rebuild that means a lot to that community. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. And we've been able to do that across uh, pretty much every country in Southeast Asia to date. You've recently had a project end in Indonesia. Why was Indonesia selected for the project? Yeah, sadly, that area of Indonesia suffered a, an earthquake that was quite devastating. Again, that was the reason for, for picking that particular area. And we took a group in March. So obviously, through Prudential Indonesia, through the Prudence Foundation, we were engaging with various NGOs in the relief and recovery efforts to support the community. And as part of that, we agreed to rebuild certain temporary shelters and houses. And then when it was safe and appropriate, we took a volunteering team of about 70 people in March this year to go and contribute for a week in the rebuilding of those temporary homes. And whilst there, we saw that the need was quite quite significant, and we agreed with our local partners to build a library and any other aspects that were beneficial to that uh, or you know addressing needs that that community needed. And in this instance, you know, over the last couple of months, we were, um, we'd agreed to rebuild a library for a school and also develop uh, the water infrastructure systems for that community. And so there was a good reason to come back, open up another volunteering program and invite colleagues from Asia and the UK and Africa to participate. And this was the first time actually we'd done it, including our, our friends and colleagues from Africa, which was really cool. Okay, well, seeing as you mentioned your friends and colleagues from Africa, Umu, what inspired you to get involved with the volunteering program? How did you hear about it? And what made you make what is quite a big decision to get involved? Um, so obviously I had this from Mark um, through communications to all the CEOs and also the ESG champion. Um, but personally, I have been involved in other volunteering programs here in Kenya, both um, at Pru, but also a part of my own personal contribution to the community. So when I heard about this volunteering program, I felt like this was another opportunity for me to make meaningful impact and to touch a community that I'm not necessarily conversant with, um, but I was open to the opportunity to just bond on a human and emotional level. And yeah, that's why when I wrote to Mark and I'm like, I'm in, I, I really want to be part of this program. Fantastic. Thank you. Kirsty, what made you get involved? Did you know about the program before you got involved? What was the trigger for you? Um, I'd seen a video, I think, of a previous trip. And it's really inspired me to say, first of all, it looks like great fun, but it also is about giving something directly back to the communities that we work with. And I think that's a really important thing that we remember that as a corporate, we've got a responsibility to help not just our shareholders, but the broader community in which we work. And I 
I just sort of thought, well, that's something I'd really like to be involved with. So I said, yes, please put my name to be selected as well. And did it fulfil your expectations, Kirsty? A, did you have the fun that you hoped you'd have? And, and B, were you able to give back in the way that you hoped you would? Yeah, fun is probably an understatement, I think, of what we've experienced over the last week. It was really good fun. Sometimes I felt like, oh, is this the right place for me to be actually contributing? Because, you know, there's a lot of heavy manual and labor, and that's probably not my skill set. But actually doing that and seeing the impact that just being there and offering that head on that local community as part of a broader package of support to them, you could really see how much that meant. And certainly some of the people that we were working with from the, from the local village were, were really emotional when we left. So I think, yes, it did have, um, it did meet my expectations in terms of fun. I did think it had a really impactful, have a big impact on the, on the local community. But also the other thing it did was it challenged me to, get outside my comfort zone and and to do something different with a broader group of people across Prudential to um, to help do something different and, and very meaningful. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Tam, what made you get involved with the project? So... I saw their email through my communications teams and one of the requirements was saying that you're sort of supposed to be fit because uh, the things that would be done there, it's more towards like building library and water infrastructure, like Mark just said. So I think I realized that I'm in a pretty decent fitness level and I would like to put that to a good use in this like contributing to a community where they were just affected uh, really quick. And I think that's, um, I feel like I'm still strong and still kind of young and I want to to put something else that is outside of my developing skills as a programmer, but then do something tangible and I can feel it using my physical strength. I think that's kind of reason why, yeah. So it was obviously physically challenging, Tam. Were there, were there any other challenges that you felt over the course of the of the project? I think it's a lot to do with um, approaching new like tasks that is like totally not native to my skill set, just like Kirsty just said. So coming together with people from so many different countries, I'm from Thailand and in my team, you know, people from Indonesia, UK, Philippines, and I think adapting to them with the span of one week and at the same time having to achieve a goal of a manual labor, which is very foreign to our skill set. That was very challenging at the beginning, but I think as time goes by, it went okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Tam. Um, Zaki, what about yourself? Why did you get involved in the project? Okay. I think philanthropy can profit uh, me with a sense of purpose and equal money. Uh, I can find uh, me and Jane helping others and contributing to uh, cause little neighbors to you. Can help me meet the new friends and expand your social network. Thanks. And what do you think, Zaki, was your favorite part of the project? My favorite project is the first I meet the other people uh, from the other country, especially uh, Mark, because Mark will give me a lot of experience learning about what it means to be useful for the other people. Uh, and this is the first. And the second, I'm working in the Chanjur, uh, mixing the cement. 
and uh, sharing about the what do you do in the, your country and sharing about the food. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Mark, what does the future look like for the Prudence Foundation? I mean, what projects do you have lined up or is, is it more that you're reactionary to world events? Not at all. We have programs that we've been running for over 10 years. We run the largest financial education program for children aged 7 to 12 in the world, which is developed and owned by Prudential Court Ching, and that currently has reached 2 million children. This is children taught in schools using the curriculum uh, and taught by the teachers. So we train the teachers and that spreads. And we aim to reach 5 million by 2025. We have programs around disaster risk reduction and school safety that run across multiple countries in Asia. And we work on the global advocacy and policy of that program. And we also have new initiatives that are addressing climate and health, working with colleagues at the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies as well as the Climate Center. So there, there are always ongoing programs. I think that's testament to the company. You know, our business is long-term. We have a long-term lens. We're trying to address societal issues. Those aren't done or achieved in a in a year or two, you know, and, and you really can, can make systemic change through being committed and showcasing that commitment if the programs are good and implementing them. At the same time, keeping an eye on new initiatives that are relevant to what our purpose is and, and what our business is about um, that can transcend. And then from a volunteering perspective and lens, I mean, these are fantastic opportunities to bring people, different potential people who've never met each other, multiple different countries coming together for one cause. You create great friendships. They get a life experience. It's also an opportunity for people to understand different cultures. I think everyone's out of their comfort zone. I think sometimes you get more out of these things than you think you're going to give because you realize that you know there are people out there that are way worse off than us, but they've got a lot of resilience. Being with them tends to rub off on us immensely, and it gives us a renewed sense of purpose as we go back to our day jobs. Um, so we're looking to run two more of these next year. So we, we try and aim for about two a year without wishing for any disasters to take place in our regions, of course. Yeah, absolutely. But how do Prue colleagues listen to this? How do they get involved? Well, you know, I'd really encourage every pro colleague to sort of know and be familiar and get involved with the work that the foundation does in collaboration with all our businesses. So whilst we run global programs, we actually implement them hand in hand with our colleagues and our businesses in, in any given country. And there are obviously volunteering opportunities through those programs throughout the year at a local sort of national level. But on the regional volunteering you know, look out for the emails when they come around and stick your hand up. There's no criteria. We let the businesses decide and pick the volunteers. Prudence Foundation doesn't get involved in that. All, all we do is, is look forward to welcoming the new batch of volunteers at the next program. Thank you very much, Mark. Umu, would you recommend to brew colleagues across the globe to get involved with the foundation? Oh, absolutely. For me, this experience, the, the trip and, and the program has really changed how I see the world. And also both from work and also personally from work, it's given me the opportunity to really understand how when we say we are, we are building resilient communities, but seeing that firsthand, the impact we are making to the communities, but also personally, this experience making me reflect on what I have so far and being grateful and facing life with a positive attitude. I want this for my colleagues as well. I want them to join this program when the opportunity arises, be open to learn, be open to make friends and, you know, make that impact to these communities that 
you don't know so well, you don't know the language, you don't know the culture, but everything that bonds you is on that humane level. That's what I would tell uh, my colleagues. Brilliant. Thank you, Ibu. Um, Kirsty, what advice would you have for anybody signing up for the program? What did you learn on the trip that you might be able to pass on as a tip? So I think go into it with a very open mind and be prepared to do anything and use it as an opportunity to get to know other people, get to understand the local culture of the community that you're going into. There's lots of different volunteering opportunities across the Prudential Group and this is just one of those. It's a very hands-on different experience particularly to for some of us that have come from from the UK so I think that open-mindedness to experiencing things that can be really really different is important but also incredibly valuable because it gives you a different perspective on things and also helps you understand a bit more about the context in which the broader group operates. Okay so tough question following up from that then Kirsty. How do you think those learnings will change the way you approach your day-to-day role back in the UK? So I came back from the program and immediately I realised I had this much larger network of all sorts of different people than when I'd left. And that came to help me the first day I got back because it meant I could connect somebody in London who was going to Ghana with one of my team members who came on the volunteering trip from Ghana. So it's meant that I can do those connections much more easily. The other thing is it's also helping me to share lots of messages about the ways in which we do good through Prudential, as Mark just mentioned. So that means that we can keep helping to facilitate through LinkedIn and through my conversations with all the different business units about some of the really good things that we're doing. And I think that's important because it just reminds everybody about our purpose and about the different ways that we do contribute. So for me, it's about, it's remembering to to use those connections to help in my day-to-day working life and sharing those messages about what we do that helps towards our purpose. Tao, I have a question for you. You mentioned that your physical fitness was something that you felt could be of value on the program. I I, I wonder if colleagues listening are thinking, you know, I'm not that physically fit, or maybe they might be concerned about that. Was that something that turned out to be true? Or do you think there's a role for all sorts on the program? Yeah, there's a role for all sorts, obviously. Um, So for example, you mentioned the mixing of cement. And if you're strong, like Mark and I are teaming up together, kind of mixing the cement. But also there are girls that are not necessarily be as strong but they also could still take part in so many many other like roles you don't have to be super strong to get involved what did you think was the most rewarding part of your trip tam so just following on what mark said that in this whole trip like i opened my mind to learning and giving when i sign in for this program my whole intention was to give like I said, with my contribution towards reconstructing, restoring this community after this earthquake, right? But as I was talking to Mark during that trip, and somehow the thing that was the most rewarding to me was to see the community getting back together. Um, we are able to see more housings and, you know, there are showing us some smiles and see that show appreciation for, for the hard work that we put in. But also 
the bigger thing to me is that when you form this relationship with friends and colleagues from so many different countries and different continents, and within that short span of seven days, you develop super, super strong bond with colleagues from maybe your team or different teams. And it's like listening and hearing about experiences from others from so many business units. And it's like, you know, you kind of feel refreshed after you come back. I didn't mean to come out as rude, but like I didn't expect to, to develop super, super strong friendship from that program. So the most rewarding for me is that just Mark said, it's like you intend to give, but you receive so much more. So I think that's a message also for others if they consider ongoing on a volunteer program. And if they have some worry or concern, it's like just go out there and be open and you would get so much more than you actually would give out. That's great insight. Thank you, Tam. And going back to sort of just some reflections of what was just discussed, um, there's no criteria for anyone to volunteer if there's room for everyone. That's something I've learned in doing this for many years. Everyone has a skill that they didn't know and everyone contributes something to the group that is different and to the community. So, you know, while some guys are strong and they want to do all the heavy lifting, Umu was doing all the rebarring. Some people are really good with dealing with the children in the community. There's always a value that everyone brings to the table. So just to say there's no criteria to become a volunteer at all. Mark, I have one more question for you, really, unless there's any other details that you'd like to discuss with regard to the programme. We're asking all our interviewees to make a personal commitment to ESG. So I'd like to know from your personal perspective, what's of most value to you in that broad umbrella of sustainability? And how do you apply that in your life personally? Um, in terms of my everyday life and in terms of ESG, well, I think, you know, I run the foundation. So we're at the bottom end in terms of the implementation into the more vulnerable aspects of community in terms of what our ESG aspirations are as an organization. We're a contributor and an enabler to that. And obviously my day-to-day job is, is to sort of live and fulfill that objective. ESG is an acronym. You know, I think being a good person, being a responsible company, doing things in the right way and ensuring that we do it in a sort of sustainable and responsible and ethical manner is hugely important anyway. Prudential's been around for 175 years. Hopefully it will be around for 175 more, but there's reason for that. It is a good place. It's a good company. It does good. And we do that through our businesses, but we also do that through the work that the businesses and the foundation do to the broader community. So I kind of see that, you know, we're we're part of a quiver of arrows that contribute to what makes the company the company and what makes our ESG come to life, so to speak. Mark, thank you very much indeed. No, thank you, Ed. Thank you, Umu. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Tam. Thank you, Zaki. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Prudential. Prudential. Impact. Live.